Welcome everyone to another Yankee in the Brit. We're going to start off a little different here. Uh, I have written a small script that Nick and I are going to act out. Now, it's really short, but there's already Oscar buzz about it, keeping my fingers crossed. I worked really hard on it, which means I worked for a half hour on it last night before I went to bed while I was in a um, drugged up haze. I drank a little bit. And um, so this is called The Shortcut. I will be playing two roles, the voice of Francesca, the damsel in distress, and the handsome mystery man. Of course, Nick will be playing the street alley thug. So <laughs> we've been working real hard on our <laughs> on our characters. Now just yeah, give me one second. The, haven't even read the script, but the character's nailed. Yeah, I wanted it to be like fresh. <laughs> um, give me one second. I need to get into character here. so nervous all right nick set the scene for us this is the short it's close to midnight there's no moon the streets are all but empty francesca is just getting off a double shift at her serving job she never works this late but needs the extra money to fix her car she's forced to walk to and from work she cuts through a dark alley to save some time she pulls out her tips for the night and starts counting the cash. She had made a killing. And action. It's so dark down this alley. It's hard to count all the money I made tonight. She sees a dim light in the distance. Oh, some light. Perfect. She hurries towards the light, excited to count her haul. 320, 340, 350, 3... Hello? Is someone there? A figure emerges from the shadows. Hi there, pretty lady. What's that you got there? This? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. I, I should get going. Going? It's not safe for a pretty lady like you to be out wandering the streets at this time of night. Let me keep you company. Thank you, but I live just around the corner. I'll be fine. She turns to walk away, but the alley thug cuts her off, cuts off her path and grabs her by the wrist. But you just got here. Stay a while. Relax. We can have a little fun before you go. He grabs the purse. Francesca has clutched in her hand. I'll let you go if you give me what's in your purse. No, please. I need it. I'm not asking. Give me the purse. Ow, you're hurting me. Help. A deep voice emanates from the shadows. Let her go. A tall, handsome man walks out of the shadows, glaring at the street thug with clenched fists at his side. Damn, you're handsome. I said, let her go. Come and make me handsome, man. The man approaches the thug and a fight erupts. It's a flurry of punches and kicks. Francesca cowers against the dumpster. In the dim light, it's hard to see who has the upper hand. When the noise stops and the dust settles, Francesca squints her eyes and you can see the mystery man standing over the thug with her purse in hand. He walks over and hands the purse to Francesca, turns around and walks off into the shadows of the alley. Before he can get, out, get too far, Francesca manages to spit out a few words. Thank you, my hero. 
The thug manages to get his feet and limp away. Damn it! He was so handsome! As he limps away, the thug becomes consumed with anger. He swears revenge. He'll go home, heal, regroup, and come up with a plan to make the handsome man pay for what he did. As the thought of revenge runs through his mind, over and over, a wicked grin creeps across his face. End scene. No need for a take two after that. We nailed that. I I feel really good about it. I mean, the direction, fantastic. Production, I mean, we can add a little production after maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's got all the components there. Shakespeare, eat your heart out. Left wide open at the end. Hmm. Maybe I'll continue it. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what the handsome man, who this handsome man is, this mystery handsome man. Yeah, that'll be something that we'll have to develop, you know, as time goes by. Hmm. You know, the people are into it. I had some fun. I tell you, you didn't have fun. The thug. He did not have fun. Francesca either. She's not very smart. I mean, counting your money in a dimly lit alley. Well, even a well lit alley afterwards is even worse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just going to go down a dark alley, pull out a lot of money and start counting. Like, you can't wait till you get home. I mean, depends what she's trying to use it for, I guess. Is she also <clears> off <throat> to the bar? Maybe, maybe, she, maybe she's an alcoholic. I'd say we don't know yet. You know, her character wasn't really developed. So that much, much intrigue. Yeah. Yeah, it could be anything. I really Psych- liked the slate right there. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some chalk now and write on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, Francesco is saved. Everyone's kind of safe, actually. The handsome man walks off into the shadows. The thug's still alive, still good, but he's really angry now. He scares easily, but he'll probably be back and in greater numbers. Maybe. Greater numbers. <laughs> Funnily, I just watched that Family Guy episode where um, he's doing the Sand People choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the altos were early. <laughs> They'll be back, but in greater numbers. Oh, that's, that's good. That's going to sound great. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. He'll give us a richer harmony. So this episode is on movies, hence part of why the script was here. Now, I haven't really prepared anything for this one. I just thought we'd uh, talk shit. So uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say is last on Sunday night, yeah, that's last night, I watched... One of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was uh, it was a spoof version of the Fast and Furious films. I don't know if you've ever seen it, and I can't remember what it was called. I might have. I think oh, I might have. There was like a like God, a bootleg Vin bad. Diesel character in there. Yeah, yeah. But one guy I have to give massive credit. Well, there's a couple guys in fairness that nailed it. The guy who does the rock impression in it. He's smearing baby oil on his arms and everything, but fair play. He's got all the little twitches and little characteristics of the rock. He was awesome. It was terrible, but credit where it's due. <laughs> that guy, that guy was good. 
Yeah, I've always enjoyed when people do uh, parodies. He, he did the brooding so well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I haven't watched anything recently. Um, no. Before I no, watched nothing. that, I watched Def- Detective Pikachu. Oh, that's a good one. And actually, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised because I think if I'd have watched it when it first came out, I'd have probably been a little bit disappointed. Uh-huh. But I think giving it that bit of extra time, I quite enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, lower your expectations a bit. And... Yeah, it was very predictable. Like, as soon as the baddie, who you didn't know was the baddie, came into the film, immediately I turned to my friend and said, he's the baddie. <laughs> immediately like before he, he's like nice guy and i was like that's the yeah. guy call him well yeah, ryan reynolds really carried that one that guy oh, for sure he for he's sure. so good at being annoying yeah yeah i can understand why blake lively likes him it's nothing to do with the looks the um, riches and uh the fact that he's funny it's just yeah. purely he's good at being annoying or he was, uh, wasn't he people's, one of people's most handsome men live or something like that one year? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think like, yeah, 2008 or something. And then yeah. like, but after that, it was just like downhill all the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now he's just so ugly. He's got to be like, he'd be lucky if he got into the top three, I reckon now. Yeah, exactly. Very lucky. So. <clears throat> <laughs> That's hilarious. So I have a little list here of movies that we talked about. Movies that you love to hate. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen over 15, 20 times each. Yeah. That's the problem, isn't it? They annoy you and there's parts in them that you just cringe at. You can't help liking them. The first scary movie. Scary movies, yes. I did think about them afterwards. So I was thinking that... Oh. They are painful to watch. The girl who plays Cindy, you know, you get those character, those actors who are so good at their role that you begin to hate the actor. Yes. Joffrey from Game of Thrones, everybody hated him. He had Everyone hate hated mail, him. And that is the mark of a great actor. Yep. If you nail it that well. And she, fucking hell, I would, I want to punch her in the face. <laughs> would never hit a woman, but god it'd be hard not to yeah <laughs> but that is the mark of well done in the acting because you know yeah yeah and she represented those people in the movie so well too just how stupid they can be you know Absolutely. she runs out of the house she sees like the car that's on she sees a way out or there was like a table with a gun a knife and a banana or something and she grabs the banana you know? yeah <laughs> like, like you, that's just classic that's, that's what you see in horror movies they just Absolutely, pick the yeah. worst the worst place to go to the worst thing to grab in their hand yeah uh, and she's also she does that role of someone who's so sort of out of her depth in high school as well it's like she sort of tries to be cool and stuff a bit like yeah. a bit with a leather jacket yo what's up and yeah she like kicks that or punches that girl doesn't she yo that jacket is tight son that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just take it just take it oh, now run you. that shit bitch <laughs> <laughs> see that's hood for give it here yeah yeah, yeah. which shorty should have told her about really in fairness mm-hmm. fucking shorty <laughs> i think he made a comment on the 
was it the third scary movie or the fourth scary movie? No, it was the one he did where they parodied uh, Paranormal Activity. I think that was the second one. A Haunted House. When they were in the house, yeah. Yeah, it was A Haunted House um, with Jamie Presley. It's it's a different. It, it wasn't scary movie. It was. It oh, was, I see. Right. Yeah, it was something different. Yeah, and he's in a he's in a room writing out, it, writing in a diary about you know the paranormal activity that's happening in the house, and he makes a comment on why did the scary movies stop putting in the Wayne's brothers? They fucking suck now. <laughs> <laughs> and they put it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like the the Wayne's brothers again. They I mean they did White Chicks. I mean. That's a film that you gotta love to hate. <laughs> when Terry Crews is singing uh, "A Thousand Miles," it's like I just—I know that song off by heart now. I know it word for word because I love that scene. And then his dance is <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love Terry Crews and everything. Uh, I was actually just watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's hilarious. I watched, in that. I watched it about two hours ago as well. Yeah, and yeah, it was my favorite episode. Came on. The intro is when they've got the lineup of guys. Yeah. And there's a guy from um she was hiding in the bathroom and a guy killed her brother. And they got the lineup of people there. And then he says, and he was singing along to the song that was going on in the bar. It was I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> he starts singing I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. You are my fire. <laughs> but that just when when he's going for it, it's like, it's like tell me why, and they all start singing. He's like, chills, yeah. literal chills. Number five, kill my brother. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that scene is the best moment in Brooklyn Nine Nine. There was one of the intros that's my favorite. It's uh, it's Boyle. It's Jake and Boyle sitting down at the table, and Boyle's like, "Yeah, I'm real tired. I was watching a marathon. I forgot the movie, but he's like, I got a real Diane Weist infection." Oh, yeah. And Jake's just staring at him, just and it it, no it just keeps panning back and forth to them, and they yeah. say nothing. And then finally, at the end, Boyle's like, "Like yeast," and then it just stops. <laughs> Cuts to the intro, and it's just fucking hilarious, man. Uh, that that dynamic is really good. Yeah, I, I mean, that is the best show on TV by far at the moment. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's hilarious. Uh, and I'm quite. I think they're only doing one more season. I think they've decided now. And then so they're gonna. I think they, they he was under a lot of pressure to keep um, doing very woke, politically forward things. Yeah. I think they put a lot of pressure on him to do a sort of tackle police brutality. But attempting to do that in that show is very difficult. And in fairness, they've done a very good job of doing things, uh, uh, racial things. Um, there was the one where Terry got um, arrested for being a black man in a white neighborhood. Yeah. They, they tackled that very well. They've... Uh, Rosa coming out to her parents about yeah, goodbye. I remember they that, that. Yeah, they did. They've done a few good ones on. I thought it got a little bit. I don't know. I thought they might have overplayed the um, women's sexual harassment one. That was that was one of the later ones. I thought that was a little bit. It felt a little bit forced because of the political climate that it was it was in, but. Yeah, again, they they still tackled it, and that's brave, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. Well, a show so, that that did that pretty well for being a comedy show was Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. You went from cracking up to almost crying, Absolutely. in almost the same scene. Like these. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have there's, there's there's about four episodes of Scrubs that I still cry at, and I've seen them thirty or forty times. <laughs> yeah, the one where Cox loses the three transplant transplant patients. That one, that one gets me, and then goes ben crazy, dies. and then with that goddamn song in the background playing, "How to Save a yeah. Life." Yeah, I, that's the thing. As soon as I hear that song now, that's it. I'm in tears, and I'm yeah. thinking about that moment. Yeah, oh, so but, bad. When Ben dies as well, that's yeah. another song. Joshua Radin. Radin. Winter. Yeah. Yeah. And he's good mates with them. Um, yeah, he is. They have him on their podcast. Yeah, if we're yeah. going to shout out another podcast. We'll do a shout out to theirs and they'll do a shout out to ours. Great. Sure thing. You hear that, guys? Fake yep. doctors, real friends. <laughs> we got your back. We, we got you. You're welcome. <laughs> and we're fake nothing. <laughs> but real friends. Yeah, real friends, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fake tits, real friends. Yes, at the moment we're fake podcasters, real friends, but we're that trying to change yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But if we can be as successful at being fake podcasters as they were as being as fake fake doctors, mm. I will be very very happy. <laughs> yeah, well, they actually had a real doctor on set. Maybe we could use a real podcaster on set because Todd's be fucking happy. worthless. Well, I mean. Less said about him, the better. Anyway, I mean, did you see the way that he edited and animated that scene that we just did? I mean, we nailed the acting, but the screen, the screenplay was was pathetic, frankly. I, I try not to watch it because I, I get disappointed every time. Yeah, after all that effort and the acting and the script that we did, remaining in character the whole time. That's really hard for me to do because I'm not a method actor. I'm not. You, you, in fairness, you hide it well. I mean, I've stayed in that character for the last couple of weeks now to make sure that when we got to this, <laughs> oh no, I'm just an asshole. No, fair enough. But, uh, that's, that's about right. <laughs> it's like I was made for that part, but there you go. I, that's why it fits you so. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this script around you. I mean, thug life. I mean, I've got it written on my knuckles. That. <laughs> yeah, you're the most oh, no. thug. No. No, I write in pencil. It's come off. Yeah, well, we'll get a real one eventually. <laughs> I'm scared of needles. <laughs> I'm terrified. In my thug life. I always get made fun of when I go to the doctors. They go to give me a sh- flu shot or something, and I start wincing. Yeah. No, I, in fairness, I'm absolutely immune to it. I do not give a fuck. The uh, no, I hate it. <laughs> the woman, the woman who did my COVID vaccine, she was she like I was like yeah yeah go for it go for it just stick it in me. <laughs> That's what she said. I, I wanted to just go, just stab me, all right? Just stab yeah. me. But I thought, mm, they're probably not going to like that. But yeah, she just stuck it in. She just got did sort of patronizing. Oh, well done. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> when I got mine, the guy tells me, man, you have tough skin. You almost bent the needle. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and did you get a sticker afterwards as well? I didn't get a sticker. Not, not even a lollipop or anything, man. That's bullshit. The older people who went in where I went got stickers. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? At work, they have stickers. We have like a, they just dropped them off. Uh, so we have this new rule now where I work. And if you're fully vaccinated, you don't no longer have to wear a mask. And I'm like the only person there that doesn't have to wear a mask. <laughs> Everybody hates me. I, that In fairness, it might have been the people who got the stickers might have been people who've been done twice. Oh, yeah. Because it's so your, that, you just got your first the one. Older people probably, um, probably got it because we're doing it based on age here. That's how we started here. Yeah, it was uh, frontline workers and the elderly, and yeah. then uh, so many people refused to have it there. You and just then opened it essential everyone. workers. 
which was me. But not your co-workers, because they're not they're not as worth all nah, they they don't they don't want to get chipped. That was the whole thing. Yeah, well kick them instead. Gladly. I, I just yeah. Yeah, no, let's not go into that one. I'll I'll go to a rant again. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> That's every other episode. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's go to and get into uh Kung, films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Hustle. Which is horrendous. I fucking love that movie. So I've, I first saw it, it was like 3 a.m. I was I used to go and stay at my dad's house when I was when I was a younger kid, but I'm allergic to dust and cat hair. And uh he doesn't keep the house the cleanest, and obviously no one stays in that bedroom, no stayed in that bedroom other than when I went there. So it was super dusty, and he had two cats so quite often i would spend most of the night up with sort of a runny nose itchy throat eyes scratchy i'd usually sort of wake up a couple of hours after going to sleep like and that came on and i remember sitting there watching that at 3 a.m in the morning just be like i completely forgot i was allergic (laughs) it just i was like is this real or am i having like an allergic hallucination yeah, that's kind of how it was. Uh, when that movie came out, I was working overnights. And every Tuesday at the Walmart by where I worked, they had specials on like the new release DVDs that would come out. So they were like $15 instead of 20 And uh, I went and picked up and the movie, you know, that week was Kung Fu Hustle. So I buy it and I put it on and I've been up all night working and I'm exhausted. And I remember watching it and thinking, like, I is this fucking I have the this DVD. real? Yeah, so don't, <laughs> I have it somewhere around. I think it's in my garage. Mine looks I'm different. Going to see if I got a synopsis on this. Mine looks in... different. Whoa! Oh, this is go. this is a two this is a two DVD set. So it's got Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which oh. I've never actually watched, but that's okay. a legit film. Yeah. And then it's got Kung Fu Hustle as a, why would as a they, second in it. Why would they put those together? <laughs> it's a hell of a random combination. <laughs> I think Crouching Tiger won like so many awards. <laughs> and, and then, then Kung Fu and Hustle. And they put a spoof film in there. <laughs> yeah, most of the information on the back is about Crouching Tiger, Hidden, dra- uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden, hidden Dragon. Hidden Dragon, yeah. It's, it's sort of a, just an afterthought they put that in. Let's just give them a laugh afterwards. Because there's some there was this that came out at a similar time as film I think like because you had Hero came out was it called Hero? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and there was another one, wasn't there? The House of Flying Daggers or something. House of Flying Daggers, yeah. Yeah, and those were both very good films. And uh, I think that came out at a fairly similar time, or at least I started watching it the same similar sort of time. Perhaps they just sort of put them on TV as a bit of a that kind of style of film as a run through but yeah it was it was pretty big people, for a while. in case people haven't seen kung fu hustle the premise is you've got two guys one wants to be a super badass he's always wanted to do since he was a kid and the other one's just his moronic fat friend who follows him around mm-hmm. and uh basically he tries to be a bully and he keeps getting like beaten up and pushed around and stuff because he's just a wimp <clears throat> and there's these uh, a gang which is moving into town called the Axe Gang. The Axe Gang. And they're trying to take over. And it ends up where they go to this um, 
tower block sort of a where a woman is the landlord pigsty alley pigsty alley and there's a woman and a man who the wife and husband the husband's a real creepy guy and he likes creeping on all the young (laughs) (laughs) not actually very attractive uh, (laughs) women there and the wife is very very jealous and she's a hard woman who smokes real tough woman no nonsense sort of woman no. And the uh, axe gang turn up and they sort of, but she runs and hides. They send a couple of assassins after them. She she also runs extremely fast. She's like like this guy right here. Yeah. And then as, as the thing goes on, you basically find out that most of these people have a certain discipline in their Kung Fu style. So when these two assassins turn up, <laughs> it turns out the two of them are actually Kung Fu masters. So as an attempt to have them assassinated, they get a guy whose style is Toad. Is it Toad style or Frog style? I, I would say Toad by the way he was, yeah, by the way he was doing that shit. And then he, then that's when the film gets exceptionally weird because his style is makes you so uncomfortable. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where it becomes super cringy. But then uh, 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 bully, uh, one who gets bullied turns out to be a hero. And so. it just took an extreme amount of pain <laughs> to bring out yeah. this Kung Fu master that they, was inside they, of him. They broke every single bone in his body, but then his chi heals him and he comes out and defeats him. <laughs> yeah, so this guy has him on the floor <laughs> and yeah. he's literally punching his head into the concrete. <laughs> and this this like wuss guy, I, I can't remember his name. No. But to the to his last breath, he picks up like a little stick and you know kind of taps the guy on his head as like his last little act of defiance before the guy finally just breaks him completely. Yeah. But then the final move is basically when he was younger, there was these five books, and they had different special moves. Yeah. And he had one, and it was fist of something, wasn't it? I I don't remember the pamphlet. Fist. But he remember. he paid his life savings to a bum for it because the bum told him that he was destined for great things. Yeah. And it turned out to be like a a little pamphlet that cost like five cents or something. But he uses that move to defeat Toad Style. Mm-hmm. Toad Style. <laughs> yeah, he takes off into into the sky a hundred miles up or something. <laughs> just yeah. Like, he like jumps <laughs> off of an eagle. There's an eagle up yeah. at the top. He kind of uses them to yeah. <laughs> just to push himself that a little bit higher. Yeah. There's and a, comes it, down and makes a giant fish shape in the ground. <laughs> there's a lot of flying. The actual Kung Fu fights are the, it, they're, they're pretty good. The they're actual, pretty cool when, to be when they're fighting. Yeah. When they're actually fighting, the, it's pretty good. The original two assassins there, um, they got this um, lap um, stringed instrument style. It's thing. like a sitar or something. Yeah. Flicking like these, it's great. They're flicking like these invisible knives. Yeah, whenever they strum it. Yeah. And they're blind. Aren't they blind? I think they're blind. One's blind, I think. Or they could both be blind. They could be both blind. And uh, the the landlady, the landlady has uh, she, what's called the lion's roar. She screams really loud. Yeah. And just destroys everything in her path. Her tits become giant as yeah. she inhales. <laughs> She's become massive. <laughs> and her husband's like the rubber man. Like, yes. Like, like you basically, can't... Um, 
you can't you can't punch him. He just he's moving. Yeah, you can't hurt. And when you do it punch him, it just kind of bounces off. That's why the wife's always beating the living shit out of him because <laughs> <laughs> I think she slams his head into a table and throws him out a second story window. Oh yeah, and then and then she throws a plant pot out. The yeah, window, but it just smashes <laughs> on the back of his head. Right as the axe gang is coming up and he sees it, so he just kind of puts some dirt against his head, so it looks like he's just, <laughs> so he just looks like a plant or something. Oh, because they get yeah, they get beaten up originally by this um very, very camp guy yeah. who does like dresses. And yeah. <laughs> she said she call, she calls him like a, a puff or something. She calls him a fairy. Fairy. And then he yeah. runs off going And he <laughs> runs off crying after he just beat the living shit out of like six guys. <laughs> it might have been before that. It might have been before he beats him up. No, uh, no, it was it was after. He he uses he uses the clothes rail. Um, the, the rings, rings yeah doesn't he as as his weapons yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's a great film it was i i fucking i can watch that over and over i have done i'm sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh what else we got here um any happy madison film happy gilmore billy madison oh, yeah, yeah. um Fifty First Dates is actually one of my favorites. I think him and Drew Barrymore are hilarious in that. Yeah, uh, Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've watched, I've watched Happy Gilmore a lot of times. It was always like one of those films that you put on in school or something. When they say, "Oh, we're not going to do any teacher today," or it's coming up to Christmas, we're just going to watch a movie. Yeah, that would be the thing we watch. It would be that or Holes with Shia LaBeouf. With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, before he had his mental breakdown. Or before he had his first mental breakdown. That was acting, okay. Shia LaBeouf, in fairness, is a very good actor. He is. I've got to give him that. He might be a real, real weirdo, but he's a good actor. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be a weirdo to... That's that's method acting yeah. in a nutshell there. Yeah, he's a method actor. And that's uh, what Jared Leto does as well, didn't he? But yeah, he's a good actor. But yeah, he does that. I actually think he's an amazing actor. Leto has never let me down. I was never a fan of Thirty Seconds to Mars. You know the band that that yeah. got him big in the first place. Until I actually saw them play live because they were part of a concert I was at. Yeah. I was waiting to hear Muse. Maybe good luck. Oh yeah, the similar similar sort of band. They yeah. Really, yeah. So Muse was the headliner, and Thirty Seconds yeah. came on before them, and he they won me over. They were yeah. amazing on stage. Just I can see amazing. that. I can see that the the style of music they have would be very powerful. Yeah, it was. It's the kind of music that if you're gonna listen to it at home, you've got to have like noise canceling headphones on, and you've got to sort of feel it. Otherwise, it's it's not got the impact that it needs. Similar with Muse, in fairness. Yeah. It's music that sort of goes through you, isn't it? It does. Uh, Muse is one of my favorite bands of all time. Their older stuff, their newer stuff just got a little too anti-political for me. I've never been hugely into Muse, but it's one of those bands that I could... They don't have many songs that I don't like. Like, there's very few bands that I'd actually buy a CD or a record of, because usually I only sort of like two or three songs of theirs. Yeah. So that's why I've always just downloaded them legally of course individually of course of Of course course. and then then made my own mixed mixed ones with them but there's there's a handful of never distributed it 
no, 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 no. It's only for my own personal. personal yeah, I use. never, I never got ten dollars from my cousin to make them a CD or no things of the sort. No, no, I never have got dollars. Mm. Yeah, see, you got yeah. pounds and quid, huh? Yeah, quids, <laughs> quid, quid. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's one of the bands that like I could I could listen to a Muse album. I could put that on and listen to a whole Muse album, no problem. Because I know that there's not going to be anything in there that's going to put me off. Yeah, there's no one that I'm going to skip. Yeah, that's how I was for a while with yeah. them. All right, so going back to Leto, did you watch Dallas Buyers Club? No. In fairness, I've not seen many films with him in. All right, so he plays a, I believe it's a transvestite. I could be wrong. It's him and McConaughey. Right. I'm not a big fan of McConaughey, to be honest. And McConaughey kills it in that, too. Like, he's not yeah. his usual, you know, his usual McConaughey, McConaughey, McConaughey character. Uh, he does kind really well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he starts off arrogant and then he realizes I think he gets AIDS, that's what it is. And then he's with this transvestite who gets a who has AIDS and kind of befriend each other. And that that transvestite's a weird it's a weird so it's role to play. Sounding like a comedy, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, I was reluctant to watch it just because I'm more of a comedy guy. Like I, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to sit I, there and watch serious movies. And see, I like a serious movie, but it's got to be at the right time. It's got to be just sort of when you're feeling it. Yeah. But also, they're quite unreliable. Mm-hmm. There's so many ones that are either massively overrated, or you know, there's a lot of films that I just, I really think, why the hell are these so famous? I mean, what was the one that I watched? Not that long ago, it got loads of like, um, oh, I mean, like The Revenant that was just him. Nothing happened in that film. See, I've never I seen that never one, never watched that. I could never watch that a second time, not in a million years. I've, I haven't watched that one, painful to watch. But there's a meme of um, Leonardo DiCaprio dragging himself through the snow, just reaching for an Oscar because <laughs> that's exactly what the whole film was. He did get an Oscar for that, right? Himself, he did. That was his first one. Finally. And I like Leonardo DiCaprio in some films, but he's not an Oscar-worthy actor to me. Ooh. I don't think he is. I think he is. There's certain actors which I think are good, and I'll watch most things. Will Smith. I'll watch anything with Will Smith in, but I don't think he deserves an Oscar for anything he's ever done. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and back you on that one. Yeah. He... He acts really well. Like I Am Legend nailed that film, and that was that was like a you know a totally different, well, di- fairly different from a, a lot of the stuff he'd done. Yeah. And he's he's a versatile guy. He's done a lot of different kinds of things. He's done comedy, obviously, sort of sci-fi. He's done some he's done some drama films as well. He did one where he was, uh, I think he was uh, he came out of nowhere, and it was a group of like really high class people and he he just sort of joined them randomly and just started like um he did, i think he did a, a monologue on um what's the book real famous book i think i've got it here actually um the catcher in the rye oh yeah he did a monologue on that and that was that was, that was like a proper serious drama film and yet 
there's nothing I've seen which I think he's he's nailed. Jack of all trades, master of nothing. Yeah, that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch anything he's in, but um, that was a Gemini man. He did really well. He fights a younger version of himself, pretty much. Yeah, um, I've the, never watched that. I remember the. I remember the. Uh, it has good action in it, and he does a really good job playing his role. It's really serious, no comedy in it at all, and. But I would never say it's an you know it's Oscar worthy. You know his no. his performance. Uh, all three of the Bad Boys movies. Love yeah, them to love death. Them. Great. <laughs> but I, I mean, I love Martin Lawrence as well. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went crazy, didn't he? It is Martin Lawrence, isn't it? Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. he used <laughs> to do the the Martin show. I remember watching the Martin show when I was younger. Might be dating myself here, but uh, yeah, when I've he, never seen that. When he played his character Shanene. I've heard that name before. Yeah, that that I, was. I feel him. like I've heard that referenced before. Yeah, it was like I've never seen it. But... <laughs> he, you know, throw on women's clothes and a, you know, wig and. Did he, he would... take over from the Chappelle show? Oh no, that was um no. Peel, Keenan and Peel, was it? The Chappelle show. Yeah. No. Some, no. Someone took someone took over the Chappelle um, show. Charlie he... Charlie Murphy and um the guy who plays Ashley Larry Donnell Rawlings took over. Oh, did they? Yeah. Because Donnell Rawlings did it with Chappelle. Yeah, so Charlie Murphy and Donnell Rawlings were both in the first couple of seasons yeah. in the skits, and then they just kind of on stage introducing the skits on the third and final season. I've That's got a feeling. Chappelle was out. Um, I've got a feeling. That, yeah, but maybe after that, I've got a funny feeling that I've, I'm sure I remember Chappelle referencing it in one of his comedy acts, saying that he had to sit and watch Keenan and Peel ruin his show or something like that. It might not have been those two. Uh, that show ended after remember. the third season. Mm. Yeah, I know it wasn't called the Chappelle Show anymore. Oh, but it was still the sketch show. Yeah, because Key, Key and Peel have their own sketch comedy show. Yeah, they do. And I think basically he was saying that they basically stole his, or they wanted to keep his style of show going. Yeah. So they found new guys to do that sort of style. And they're pretty funny. They're just not they Chappelle. They're just, no. Chappelle. <laughs> it was so racist, but it was. But in fairness, I, I again, you, you could never ever. That show dated quite quick, I think, in some ways, mm-hmm. because of how well it's past the line, wasn't it? It was over the line most of the time. Yeah, but it was just acceptable enough because it was him. <laughs> so, <laughs> with the political climate, it dated very quickly. Yeah, you know, some, one of those ones you could never. Five years later, and he wouldn't have been able to do it. No, even a couple of years, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's like Chris Rock. I mean, people are massive fans of him. He's just a racist. <laughs> you do not want to be a white guy if you go and see Chris Rock. <laughs> I've, I'm sure he's, I'm sure I've he's actually never racist. seen. I've never seen any of his comedy routines. Actually, I've I've seen one, and it was all black guys do this, white guys do this. Every oh, okay. single joke. No, come on, this is see. Just- it's too much. So I, that's, I, what, that's what people go to see. Yeah, so that's why he does it. I, I try not to watch the stand-up of of uh, actors that I like, um, comedy actors. I think, I think Chris Rock was a was a stand-up before he was an actor. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it was because I there was someone talking about how he started in stand-up, then became this this actor, and every once in a while he'll go back and do a stand-up. You know, just to yeah, just you know. Uh, but he's not he's get not his chops back. that much, though, is he? He's, he often has bit parts in things. They always seem to be huge voice movies. Acting as well. Yeah, voice acting. Like, uh, for example, I think one of the most underrated comedic actors ever is Rob Schneider. 
that I'm guy not great on names you're gonna have to tell me what he was in and then I'll he was right. um 51st dates he was the friend with the bad eye um deuce bigelow it's deuce bigelow Uh, the bench warmers he was the bully or the remake of the bench oh yeah yeah okay yeah i'm not gonna say that i think he's underrated i can't agree with you no he (laughs) every time i see a movie that he's in his character fucking kills me this guy's he's the same character in every film no maybe but that character (laughs) kills me that character kills me every time he had a stand-up special and i watched it and i was extreme like not even a giggle for me through the whole thing and it's just like oh so from that i've learned you know i I don't watch the comedy specials of of comedic actors that i really like um he 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 did that one where he went to prison didn't he He beats up that giant black guy yeah Uh, (laughs) i've never watched the whole film but that scene i was like wow that is (laughs) <laughs> something else <laughs> yeah and then um Chappelle I started watching his stand-up killing them softly when that came out I think yeah. it was the 90s actually that was one of that was probably the funniest stand-up comedy routine that I've ever seen yeah. I didn't care for him much as an actor like half-baked not... everyone loves it and I yeah you know he's he's not the sketch comedy I love it he's awesome in sketch comedy but as yeah. an actor I really don't care for the guy no I've I've not seen that to be honest that film but Half I've watched I've watched his no no, no. Yeah. I've watched his recent Netflix specials but I think Netflix have got his old one on there I think they put it on fairly recently I've Did they? watched Killing Them Softly is one of the most funniest stand-up specials I've ever seen I think they ever, put it on there ever. fairly recently You can and find it too online quite easily you can probably yeah. find it on YouTube or something It's like it's almost i think it's like an hour and a half long too like he does like an hour and a half set yeah and he does address <laughs> racism in it but of course he makes it hilarious and yeah well i mean he does in all of, all of his things are about racism basically yeah. to be fair but um he's not too as i say he's not too chris rock in his way that he white guys do this black guys do this mm-hmm. it's not it's not like that which i i, I prefer said so i i'm not a big fan of people who are sort of one track comedy and that is something, and this is going to be really sexist now, I do find with a lot of women stand-up is quite a lot of their material is centred around trying to be crude. Mm-hmm. Like you think about Nikki Glaser, her whole thing is I'm a slut. Yeah. Basically, talking about her vagina and what she likes in the bedroom. And it's like, yeah, that's funny for a couple of jokes, but mix it up. Let's have some more comedy. Whereas, in fairness, generally... Don't get me wrong. Again, like Amy Schumer, exactly the same. It's all about I'm slightly overweight and sweaty in a woman, and I have well, periods and stuff like that. That's, I mean, that's the whole thing. But again, to be fair, that's, what's, that's what they go for. To be fair, you know, women can never to be, be fair, on par with men. You know, with but they're always going to be beneath. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I like I like I like versatile comedy. I like I like comedy where you don't know what it what's coming. Yeah. Whereas when it's Chris Rock, all about race, Nikki Glaser, all about being a slut, you kind of know what's coming. And I think some people like that. They like going to a show and thinking, I know what sort of thing I'm going to get. Yeah. There's well, a comedian. It's, it's personal preference. It was uh, George Lopez. So when his when Spanish? his first big special came out, <laughs> he does one in Spanish. When his first big special came out, 
I thought it was hilarious because it was yeah. pretty much about growing up in a Mexican house and 99% of the stuff he said happened to me. Yeah. So I related to it and it was Relative, hilarious. Yeah. While his next three specials that came out were pretty much that first special with a yeah. couple of extra jokes here and there. And it's, yeah. It's, just and like, it's, like, uh, it's old now. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And it was the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. And that, and that's where I find a lot again they've become popular because they're again they're sort of trying to break the social norms and stuff you know trying to break some stereotypes and they got that shock factor by saying yeah. stuff that you don't expect women to say or men to say <laughs> <laughs> men don't talk that much about their genitalia as much as they do do um and but the thing is i mean like you got like joan rivers she was like the first one who did that mm-hmm. She, she, I'm pretty sure it was Joan Rivers, isn't it? She did the Joan one Rivers. about um, which direction she wipes or something. My boyfriend won't lick me out because I wipe myself that way. Back to front. <laughs> Back to front. <laughs> I wipe my ass. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and in fairness, Nikki Glazer, she does have the occasional joke, which I found find absolutely hilarious. She did one once. I can't remember the joke now, but I just saw it. I watched her do five minutes or something. And she ends it with a joke, and I just remember being in hysterics over it. Yeah. And I watched her entire comedy special, and I just like, yeah, there's only a couple of jokes in there that really got me because I knew what I was getting. But again, it's all personal preference. Stuff against her, and she's obviously very popular at it, so that's what she's going to continue to do. Yeah. See, I um I tend to make fun of people a lot, so if I ever became a comedian or tried it, I'd probably yeah. lose a lot of friends and be alienated by a lot of family. <laughs> because you've got you've you've got to have some pretty secure people around you exactly and that's one of the things they talked about like they'll like, start talking Christ shit about someone and they'll be like it's okay i already talked to them about this i, I got the okay to tell the story yeah. but Christ, you're talking about his family i mean oh my god his wife I mean, is a saint <laughs> exactly how she takes all that and calling his what is stupid it's just but in fairness i like Burt Kreischer's, I know The Machine is his most famous one. And the first time I watched that, again, I thought it was one of the best bits yeah. of comedy that was And in the speaking world. of film, he's actually making a movie about it called The Machine, about his experience oh. when he, yeah, as he's doing it right now. Yeah, because Van Wilder was based on his life, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, because he was um, Party Boy 1980-something, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in college like eight years. And yeah. And <laughs> there's a scene There's a scene from Tommy Boy, actually. Have you ever seen Tommy Boy? No. Chris Farley and uh, David Spade? No. So Chris Farley plays the son of a... of a... like a car factory owner, and he needs to go to college in order to take over the business when his dad retires. And David Spade is his father's assistant who the smart, you know, smart-ass, wise-cracking guy who doesn't like... Yeah. Chris Farley and he makes a comment about he's like I know I was in college he's like it took you eight years to to finish college and he's like well I know but I still finished he's like yeah you know who goes to college for eight years doctors <laughs> and he <laughs> he came out with like it's bachelors or something like that <laughs> in fairness I like David Spade yeah he's fun. he's I, so he's, fucking sarcastic it's yeah I, I think I think again he, he's he's quite an underrated actor He's someone he you never ever think of, but everything he's in, he, he's always quite good. He's kind of the same character, though. And he is, he is the same yeah. character. And then he did that show, Rules of Engagement. He was in that. Did you watch I that? I didn't see that. No, that was quite funny. 
I quite enjoyed that. It's got the um Oh wait, Ted. I think I did. Yes. You know the guy from Ted? Yes. The big guy who's turns out he's gay, but yeah. doesn't know he's gay. <laughs> I think Spoilers. Like a, do you think you're in like a gay beat up club or something? Like like a gay beat up club, like a beat up gay club? <laughs> I might be, yeah, I might be. <laughs> and then when he's dating the uh he's dating that guy in the uh, in the second one, the black guy. And uh, they've got this really weird sort of dynamic where it's like, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. Like, yeah, man. And they're like fist bumping over it. And it's like, it's just quite odd. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> you ever seen Ted 2? Oh, yes, yes. That No, that, that wasn't Spade. That was... um. No, that's the other guy from Rules of Engagement. Yeah, uh, the guy who plays... His voice is Joe. He voices Joe, and then he voices the big, dumb guy from uh, Emperor's New Groove with David Spade. Uh, oh, does he? I think I've only, I think I've only ever seen that once, and it was when I was very, very young. But yeah, I do remember that. It was with the llama, wasn't it? With the llama, yeah. David Spade's yeah. the llama, and then he's, yeah. he's the guy helping him out. Yeah. And I've not watched that many times. <laughs> and that his uh, boyfriend was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> And yes, it was, yeah. Star one. <laughs> yeah. This is sort of like really sort of uh seductive. Yeah, but he walks like, away, he looks oh, at, yeah, at, like, at Marky Mark like one would, yeah. you know. Just, mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what about your favorite movie? Do you have an f- absolute favorite movie? Doesn't have to be bad. No, it's difficult because for a long, long time, my favorite film was a film I know a lot of people didn't particularly like, it was a film called Warrior. Okay. With, With Tom Hardy? Uh, Tom Hardy, yeah. Yeah. I loved that film. I thought it was so well done. And I remember I, I like Joe Rogan takes piss out of it saying, like, oh, it's unrealistic. And it's like it's not really about the fighting. Yeah. In fairness, it's it's the family dynamic that I like about it. And the like the guy who plays the father, there's there's a scene where he's drunk in it in the hotel room because he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. But then uh, he goes off the wagon because Tom Hardy's character basically said you know, we don't need you. Leave us alone. You're you're an awful person, which he was an awful person. Yeah, absolutely. From the thing is, again, I th- I think it's a little it's a little bit relatable to me, so that's possibly why I like it so much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he he does this bit where he's drunk and he's like he's angry and he's listening to his book Moby Dick, and they said like the entire crew after that scene stopped and gave him a stand ovation. They said he was so good in that scene. It was just he just nailed it. And I don't know why, but again, when the final fight scene, that has me in tears every time. Yeah, his brother destroys <laughs> his shoulder or something. Yeah. Was it an armbar? Yes. Yeah, it's an, yeah it's, it's, nah, it is an armbar. I think he. Yeah, he's got the leg over the back of the shoulder, and he and he snaps it like. Oh no! Going okay, around. so it's like yeah. um. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called when they do it with the leg. I don't know what it's called either, to be fair. But yeah, he, he breaks it and then he like has to beat him up. He has to beat him up when he's hurt. And he's like looking at his wife and she sort of like gives him the sort of, yeah. sorry, you have to do this. Yeah. Looks at his father and his father nods. He's like, okay. So then he just takes him down and <laughs> finishes him. And he goes, it's okay, Tommy, you can tap. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, getting t- I'm starting to well up already. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my favourites. But I've got to say, recently, a film that I watched is Whiplash. It's about the drummer. It's got um, 
some someone Simmons in it. I need to buy it really to be fair. Bless, I don't um, think so. The young lad who uh, something teller. I don't know, but it's basically he becomes a drummer. Or he wants to be the greatest drummer of all time. And this has just hit the dynamic between him and his teacher. And it's a whole film. There's very, very little happened in it. But is it the one with the so well done. Was it the one with like the instructors like kind of abusive? Yeah. Okay, I think I it's uh, I know the guy you're talking about. Um he's also in that movie where he's he's, divergent. Divergent he sells weapons too, uh in one movie. I'm not sure. Because basically, this, this the actor who plays the drummer, I think in something like 2017 or 2016, basically got dropped by Hollywood. He was supposed to be in like La La Land or something. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, he was supposed to play him. But then I think also, because um, the woman as well, I think it was like Emma Watson was supposed to play in La La Land. It might not be Emma Watson. No, Emma. It, oh, Emma, Emma Stone, Stone was in La La Emma Land. Stone played her, but it was supposed to be someone else. But yeah, I, th- I think after he got cancelled from that, I think for a some random reason he's basically no one will hire him anymore apparently he sort of went off the rails and was being a bit odd but oh, okay. i don't really know but yeah i love that film i thought it was great so yeah. yeah yours so this is an older movie uh you ever seen the count of Monte cristo no so this takes place in france like 1700s was it a book was 1800s it a book yeah so it was a book yeah. And it's about two best friends. One comes from money, one comes from the dirt. Uh the poor one has this beautiful girlfriend. Uh, I forget her name. I might have to look that up. But they they both work on a sailboat. So they work for like a trading company and they, you know, sail from island to island. Well, this guy meets up with Napoleon, the Napoleon, not dynamite. And Napoleon hands him off a letter. His best friend sees it and gets jealous because he doesn't tell him about it. Because Napoleon makes him promise, don't tell anyone about this. Give it to this person. He gives it to this person and finds out that it had um, it had the times and dates of the guards' routes, you know. And he ends up escaping from the island that he was imprisoned on. So they come and get this guy, the poor one. He escapes. He goes to his best friend's house, gets betrayed by his best friend because he's jealous because um, the captain died and they gave him the boat. And he's like, I can't be first mate under my poor best friend. I'm rich. I, I deserve that ship, you know? Yeah. And he's in love with their poor guy's girlfriend and they get engaged and that does it all. So he betrays them and he gets shipped off to this place called the Chateau Deef, which is a prison off on an island. It's kind of like Alcatraz here where they send people that they just want to disappear and they just stay there until they die. And every year on their anniversary, they get beaten. Well, one day he's in his cell and he tries to kill himself many times and it, it doesn't happen. And um, the floor starts moving and the floor is made of stone and he's staring at it. And this old man pops up from the floor <laughs> and he tells him, forgive me. I thought I was digging toward the outer wall. Well, that's a guy who used to be a priest and a soldier who has been in prison in there because he learned, uh, he knew the location of a hidden treasure, but he wouldn't talk. So they sent him there to refresh his memory. Well, him and this old man, (laughs) him and this old man become friends and he teaches them how to read, how to write, teaches them math and he teaches them how to, how to wield a sword because that's how his best friend portrays him. He's really good with the sword and, you know, he disarms them and puts them down while the guards come and get him. 
So starts this plot of revenge. Him and this old man start digging out. They escape somehow. And he tells them where to find this treasure. The old man dies escaping and it's just him. So he goes, uses the map the old man gave him, finds his treasure, becomes a count, and puts together this elaborate plan of revenge where he doesn't kill him. He just ruins him in every aspect of his life. He even makes his son, like, love him. And the whole time, this guy doesn't know what's going on. So his old girlfriend ends up marrying his best friend. He wins her back. So he loses her. He ruins him financially. So he loses his home. And he he just ruins the guy. And then at the very end of the movie, they finally confront each other. But it's like this ultimate movie of like revenge and like redemption and all that shit. And it sounds it's good. a little bit like the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Pretty much. It, it's it's really good. It's, 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 it's probably it's what really a good movie. Yeah. 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 Um, yes, yeah. It was, ah, yeah. Well, I don't know why that made me think of something that I know it's not a movie, but the book. Have you ever read Moby Dick? I've never read it. That is atrocious. That's one of the worst books in all of existence. How the fuck that that is a classic i have no idea the author of that is one of the most arrogant bastards ever because most of the book isn't even about the story most of the book is him telling you how much he knows about whales and <laughs> granted it's easy to know in hindsight now but most of what he said was he was fucking wrong basically this was at the time when scientists were starting to think that whales were actually mammals and he was, he spent like a whole fucking three chats telling you how no, they were actually fish. And it was like, well, you turned out to be wrong anyway. But it's just yeah. so arrogant. I couldn't stand it. But I, I read the whole thing just to find out. But no, like, I think that's the how it gets version, you. The abridged version is something like a quarter of the size. Really? Because that's all the actual story is. The rest of it is him just being an absolute knobhead because everything in america is so inflated yeah. i just fucking i hated every second of that book yeah don't know why i even read it again <laughs> it's just i had to read it because it was a such a classic but no hated it yeah have you got to go soon have you got to go soon Hello? Hello. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was definitely fun, yeah. I'm waiting for my Oscar. <laughs> How long does that usually take? I, I, is it next day delivery? I, I would hope so. I got I subscribed to Prime. You you think you think they could you surely they could spring for the first class shipping and right? Yeah, I mean, mine might be a lot bit longer because it's from overseas, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give, I'll give my three to five working days before I before start I complaining. Complain. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do a version of uh, the Revenant. Where's my Oscar across the sea? <laughs> That'll be my Oscar. Oh, you can't see the empty bottle of whiskey right there. Uh, here's mine. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What do I got right here? I'd like to thank the Academy 
I'd like to <laughs> thank uh, myself for being absolutely awesome. I definitely deserve this. I, I don't have anything I can use as an Oscar right here. <laughs> and there's a bunch just of give it a day shit. And the Oscar will too. be there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I got, I got a lint roller. Not just too much drink. <laughs> I worked so hard for this. The long nights, the divorces, the beating of my children. All of these things were in my imagination, but <laughs> they didn't make it into the script. <laughs> my script was originally 60 pages long, but we had to cut it down. Yeah, we had, to, we had to trim it down to make sure it fit into the podcast. Yeah. And somehow even less happened in that 60-page script than what happened in this little three-page one. The director's cut will shock you. <laughs> the director's cut will floor you. Click here to see what's inside. Nick receives a call from Shia LaBeouf congratulating him on his acting abilities. Scrubs invite them onto the podcast. <laughs> John and Nick to host the Oscars. <laughs> oh, shit. We're definitely going to have to do Ricky Gervais style. Mm. Or oh, did you see... Um... Andy Samberg, uh, when he hosted the oh, the ESPYS, I believe it SNL? was SNL. Oh, no, right no, it was the the ESPYS. So he goes on, and he's supposed to be roasting people in, in the crowd, but yeah, instead yeah. he gives he compliments everyone. Like <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, I see Michael B. Jordan's in the crowd." More like Michael B. Hot boy, you a snack, and everyone's just laughing. <laughs> He's like, okay. And he's like, oh, this person's there. She's fucking gorgeous, right? <laughs> so he yeah, did that. Yeah. The, like he did that the whole fucking, and everyone was just cracking up. I, one of my favorite things I've seen him do is when he did Saturday Night Live and he did the uh, Mark Wahlberg impression. Andy Samberg? To, to farm animals. I did not see that one. Oh, you've got to watch that. He just saw, he, he says, hey, chicken, what's up? Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> doing like his real Boston style sort of fucking every single animal he ends with the say hi to your mother for me. Say <laughs> your mother for me. He nails him. Absolutely <laughs> nails it. Because I think he directs a lot of um Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think he writes writes it, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. He had an Adam Sandler on there too. That one was pretty funny. He did. That he's was like, funny. He's like, ah, if you must know, I'm writing a period piece upon yeah. blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. who, who does, does Kevin, Kevin James, James play? play? <laughs> <laughs> he plays Coist Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, did you ever watch That's My Boy? It's uh, Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler is his like fuck up dad. Oh no, I haven't watched it. I've seen it advertised. Yeah, and I keep sort of thinking, do I want to watch that? Because I like, I love Andy Sandberg, but I've really sort of. It's it's an Adam Sandler movie. It's over the top. You know, it's ridiculous at some point. Like Like Adam Sandler says this thing. (laughs) So Andy Sandberg and his fiance they get in a fight, and he's like, he's like, "What's wrong, kid?" Like he's always drunk, you know. And he's like, "What's her name's mad at me?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "Why don't you just eat her pussy?" And he's like, what? And he goes, if a girl's mad at you, you just eat her pussy and she's not mad at you anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> but the way he says it, because he has his accent, you know, uh, yeah. Adam Sandler, he does whatever accent he usually does for his character. Yeah. I, 
there's a lot of Adam Sandler film Adam Sandler films that I don't like though. I mean, when he does the ones where he's like playing multiple characters and stuff, mm. oh. like with him and his sister or whatever. Yeah, couldn't Jack and Jill? Was Jack it? and Jill. That yeah, was, oh, I could not watch that. I didn't care for that one either. I saw it recently no. too. I think you said yeah. made me watch it, and I was watching. I was like, "This is." I mean, I laughed a couple of times, but I was like, "No, this no." no couldn't do that one. I'm sure. I'm sure there's been a few more. Can't think of them now, but. There's definitely been a few that I've really not liked. But he's he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He he's got his he he's typecast, isn't he, for the most part. Yeah, that's why he tried doing um Struck Love and then the uh Precious Gems. He has another yeah. another dramatic role coming up too. Yeah. He's done yeah. he's done a few things where he sort of tried to show and I think in fairness, he does act quite well. Yeah. A click but, is kind of a combination from a comedy to a drama toward the end or it something. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little bit different from his. And he, he, yeah, he does his crying sort of bits and, you know, I'm a caring father. So he has got that in him, but he's not, he's, he's just not the guy that you're going to type, you're not the guy you're going to cast for those roles. Yeah. Because, yeah, he can do it, but he's not, he's still not, he's still not your guy. Yeah. You know, so you're gonna when pick, you just gonna pick see it, else first. yeah, you just see it and you're like, like when I first heard he was doing that punch drug love and my cousins, a bunch of my cousins absolutely love the guy, but they're like, Oh, you have to watch this movie. It's Adam Sandler. And like, you're just watching it because it's Adam Sandler. Like I, exactly, like yeah. I read what it was and I really not interested. <laughs> no. I mean, when he, he did little Nicky and that voice. <laughs> ah, <that> voice <laughs> Papa's chicken is fucking awesome. <laughs> Can I watch my winky in your, Kitchen Yeah, if you want to talk about Oscar worthy performances, Oscar worthy performances, <laughs> uh Mr. Beefy takes the role right there. Mr. Beefy played the dog. The dog, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say Mr. Beefy. He's all banging that dog. Reminds me of Men in Black. Yeah. Talking of Will Smith and the dog. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much same dog. Pug. Films. I wonder why they use the pugs. First couple of films were good anyway. Yeah. They tried to keep it going and it just shouldn't have been done. I've not seen the one with Chris Hemsworth. That one, it's pretty funny. They do a pretty good job. And there's a an Avenger, there's a Thor reference in it <clears throat> where he's just absolutely getting the shit kicked out of him. And he's in this like tool shed and this small hammer falls and he picks it up <laughs> and he picks it up as he's standing. And when he picks it up, the camera kind of pans around him and there's this like this music, you know, like, Boo, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you really messed up now. And he throws the hammer and the guy just catches it. And he's like, I thought that would work. <laughs> <laughs> and then just continues to get his ass kicked. <laughs> I like it. I, I do like a good ref. I, I like that in Deadpool, they kept referencing um, Green Lantern, didn't they? Yes, and, and the old X, and the old X Men um, one. Yeah, where he turned up as the one that was uh, genetic or put together to make the one superhero. Yeah, and he, he has the little toy, and he's like, "That's a mistake." He has the <laughs> toy, and then he yeah. shoots himself as he's reading the Green Lantern script. Yeah, I think in the beginning yes. of the first one too, like a picture of him as the Green Lantern comes out of his wallet when it's all slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Those movies are great. I think they said he wasn't going to do Deadpool anymore, that he was just going to do uh, um, 
what was his team name? Something X, uh, X Force. That oh, is, yeah. that the movie's coming out. We're going to be X Force, like no more standalone Deadpool. I think, I think that might be smart. To be fair, yeah. I think that's probably a good idea. Because again, you you can have, you can have too much of a good thing, and it can ruin it. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the film that I like, Warrior. He's been he, the director has been under a lot of pressure to do a second one, and he is adamant that no, this is a standalone film. It works on its own. It does not need a second one. Yeah, and I think I think that's I think I, re- I respect that. It's, yeah, it's, it's smart in some ways. Yeah. Talking of classics, though, as we have, I'm going to have to say one that I do think really does stand up to the hype, and that's Goodwill Hunting. I know I haven't seen all of it. I have to say, I don't get me wrong, Robin Williams, that's another actor who can do everything. But he does this as a serious role and fair play, that is damn good. Because I never liked Matt Damon. I thought he's not a great actor. I was like, how has he made it so big? And then I actually watched Goodwill Hunting and I was like, fair enough. I understand it now. I still mm. don't think he's a great actor, but that film I really did enjoy. Mm. So, one of the few classics that I do think stands up to the hype. All right. So, before we go, uh, we're going to go ahead and let Nick, I guess we can call it, count us out here with his riveting character from the beginning of the script here. This is Ali Thug. Nick, take it away. <clears throat> Guys, this was Yankee and the Brit. I've completely forgot the accent I did. Shit. We're leaving this in. <laughs> Okay, right. Yeah, you, you, you can leave that one in, Todd. Okay, right. I'm just going with that accent now because I can't remember what other one I hit it. This is Yankee and the Brit here. We're signing off. Don't forget to like and subscribe, or I'm going to come and steal your money as well. Bravo. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Where are the flowers that are going to be thrown at me? We'll, we'll get them next time. Thank you, guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's a COVID test. <laughs>